Kelsey. And I'm Kim. Welcome to season four, episode six, woo, of the Master Fan Book Club podcast. Kim, Kim's wooing because this is the second time we've, we've done this intro because the first time I wooed and scared the crap out of <laughs> Like, real clean, guys. Like, obviously, this is a professional podcast. We're a little punchy tonight. What can I say? It's been a long week. Yes. Yes, it has. Two and a half days of school. Two and a half. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. uh, Anyway, um, welcome to season four, episode six of the Massive Fans Book Club podcast. This week, we will be covering chapters 23 through 27 in Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass. And I'm going to give you a little rundown of what we talked about last week. But before I do that, um, Kim, I have a note that I want to discuss before we get into it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, so like I know this is probably like not super applicable to most people. Um, there's like the circle of people who read these books. And then there's like the circle of people who have ever read the Stephanie Plum novels by Janet Ivanovich. And those are like two circles that like barely make a Venn diagram. Very true. (laughs) There's like six people in this Venn diagram. (laughs) Yeah, but they're not normally shared interests but yes i'm with you so but being one of them i just want to see if there are any others out there who also feel like maybe like whoever is your imaginary hunt in your head in this book is that person also the same person who is the imaginary morelli in your head when you read the stephanie plot novels (laughs) their line delivery is like the same (laughs) well (laughs) so like I don't know if that is um like I don't know if anybody else is getting those vibes maybe it's just me but I just wanted to put it out there (laughs) I'm following I'm totally following with you I got it Uh, but anyway uh, in case you have no idea what any of those words meant and that all just sounded like word vomit to you and you're like what the fuck is a Stephanie Plum yeah anyway go google it She, the, those books are hilarious anyway they are they're fun <laughs> in our last episode Bryce and Hunt had a salty run in with the Viper Queen and Bryce was told to look where it hurts the most for information on the case and we got some like deets regarding Luna's horn and runes like on top of that so yeah yeah pretty yeah. much pretty much where we're at using his his magic starborn power mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah which was like really cool and I just have to say that like my faith in him finding the horn was like a lot more last section <laughs> than after his half-ass detectiving in this section but uh we'll get there we'll get there yeah (laughs) hey we have plot oh my god we have plot guys we like totally have plot in this section i am so excited it's actually very exciting it really is once we get to this point 
once we get to this point, it definitely, it takes off. And I, I was talking with a friend of ours who's also a fan of the podcast, hey, Brianna. And I talked to her yesterday and we were talking about how this book, she's like, you weren't kidding. It's kind of like that slow chug up that big hill on a roller coaster. And all of a sudden, once you crest the peak, just buckle up, hang on, because it just does not slow down. It just, once it starts, it goes. And we're kind of coming right over the top and we're about to go right over that top and just go whooshing on down. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So I'm pretty excited. Um, but before we get into it, uh, you know, the drill, uh, this podcast is not for little ears. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nope. Please don't get us in trouble. Yeah. So now that we got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> hey, Kim. Um, we're on chapter 23. Uh-huh. What we doing? Um, well... Oh, so Bryce is at the gallery and she's working on her last known places of Danica's last week. Sure. And it's hard. You know, she's, she's at work and she and Jessica kind of get into it. Yeah. And I have a note about how it seems really weird because like the back and forth just seems really uncomfortable because Jessica at first sort of seems like she's like joking around kind of like, hey, get back to work or I'll turn you into a toad. And then she's like, no, really, fucker. Like, get back to work. If you piss me off, I'll turn you into a worm. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. She's in a mood. Yeah. Um, So she has Bryce go into her office and get a file on our computer and Bryce is like you can't access it apparently it's one of the ones that is not on the network it's only on the hard drive so Bryce has to send it to her sure sure I'm not gonna lie though it really gave me like boomer not knowing how to open a pdf energy <laughs> um okay you know I mean but you know what I mean having worked in an office and with the people we've met <laughs> does it not give you like, Boomer doesn't know how to open the PDF energy, where it's like, why are you yelling at me? You're the one who doesn't know how to open this. <laughs> true. Very true. No, I, I'm, I'm there. I see it. I get you. But the one... <laughs> so while they're there, the one thing Bryce makes a big show of, and, and you and I were talking about this, is behind the desk, so I have to, I have to bring this up. So first of all, Bryce realizes that does the math and realizes Jessica's just come back from dinner, which means she's been drinking and apparently the wine can make you a little testy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of the mean drunks, not like one of them fun drunks. She's one of the mean drunks. Yeah. She gets a little snippy. So anyway, so Bryce does kind of point that out and she is at Jessica's desk trying to get into the computer and she looks up and realizes you know, behind Jessica's desk, there is this big fancy gun dismantled into four parts, mind you, called the God Slayer rifle. And apparently it's kept all shiny and pretty. Yep. And I, I, I just, I love how it says in here, she could have sworn a faint wine radiated from the gold and steel, like the legendary lethal gun was still ringing after a shot that's kind of strange but okay 
Yeah. And she also talks about the fact that there is a bullet in the safe next to it, in the wall. That yeah. if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't know there's a bullet there. And it's a gold bullet. And engraved on it, it says, Memento Mori, which is the same thing that they saw in the meat market. And Bryce is kind of like, you know, well, maybe a little. You know, bit. like a little bit. But I have to read this last these, this this little bit how Jessica responds because it's kind of funny if you ask me. Jessica's low, cold voice was an embodiment of the house she served. I haven't heard anything. Then she hung up. Well, okay then. <laughs> yeah, like how, like super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So she's working on her list of Danica's last locations. Lily is driving her crazy because she wants to see Hunt. <laughs> Who she calls Athy. Athy, I know, it's so funny. I want to see Athy. <laughs> I, I want to see Athy now. <laughs> yeah, I know, she's so funny. I love her. Okay, Lily. And she's, you know, as she says, she knows what she has to do next. She's kind of dreading it. And while she's trying to dread, you know, dredge up the energy to do what she has to do next, her phone rings. It's Hunt. And he's like, there's been another murder. We get another Law and Order. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun. And, uh, of course, Bryce is like, who? Because she's terrified it could be somebody she knows. She doesn't want to go. She's trying to get out of it, telling Hunt she's too busy. And Hunt's like, I'm not fucking around. And he's banging on the door. We're leaving. We get a invisible snowflake. And as they get closer to the to the scene of the murder, Bryce is starting to actually have a full-on anxiety panic attack just losing her shit basically and as yeah we up, like i don't understand <laughs> how he thought this was gonna go like we'll get his thought process in a page or two where he like finally kind of gets on board and is like oh shit was this a mistake and it's like uh -huh. yeah like how did you not see that coming <laughs> he's so friggin clueless it's like, come on, Hunt, plug in your clue phone. It is ringing, he's, please. He's so a man. <laughs> yeah, he's a dude. Huh? What? Yeah. They're trying to ID, but apparently all that's left is a pile of... Yummy. Body. <laughs> yeah. Really attractive. Love that. Yeah. Bryce is just about to have like a panic because truly this is the first time she's seen a body like this since Danica and the pack and why it's not clicking in Hunt's head that this is a bad idea because she's going through PTSD trauma I don't know but he's an idiot and as she they go behind the magic the magic screen which is what they use to block off crime scenes The way the blood is, the way the body is, she suddenly goes back to two years ago in her apartment with the entire pack of devils and Danica. And while she's on the verge of completely 
deep diving into a really bad freak out. Her brother comes up, puts his hand on her shoulder, and he is trying to get her away. Yeah, because, like, apparently the rule with men is, like, there has to be at least one dumbass, and, like, if there's at least one dumbass, then the other one is, like, allowed to have some common sense. <laughs> yeah. So, so in this chapter, Rune gets to have the common sense. <laughs> yes. It brings Bryce out of this state of, of shock, basically, that she was going to go back into. It does bring her out. And she yells at her brother. She's like, don't fucking touch me. And at least, you know, it, it, she and Rune have an interaction. And it's at least it's a kind of like, you know, Rune's looking at Hunt because he realizes she wouldn't have just voluntarily said, hey, let's go do this. This sounds like a fun time. Um, and she, Rune looks at Hunt and he's like, you're an asshole. And of course, Hunt's like, well, I wonder what would happen, what it would be like. Yeah, whatever, dumbass. And Rune is finally like, you know, I didn't realize what it uh, well, I well, and then Hunt's like, well, I didn't realize what a mess it'd be. And he's like, well, I had wonder, hadn't I? And this, that, and the other. Like, he's such a dumbass. And he finally I realizes. Got, I, gotta she give, she's, I gotta give Hunt credit, though, because, I mean, like, <laughs> when you're reading it, like, Hunt in his head is, like, a lot smarter than, like, Hunt out of his mouth. <laughs> Hunt in his head is like, wow, I fucked up. Boy, did you. He's like, wow, yeah, like, I sort of thought this might be a bad idea, but by the time I thought it, it was too late. And it's like, I can forgive that, but it's just funny because, like, it's only in his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't say it out loud. He and Rune get into it and they start arguing. And Rune does have an interesting comment. He goes, you don't think it's more than a coincidence that an acolyte was killed right after we went to the temple. And nothing's registering with Bryce. Bryce is still, in many ways, she's off in La La Land. She is yeah, not there dealing with these idiots. Yeah. Being, yeah, she's catatonic and she's got two alpha holes being alpha holes. And she's like, fuck both of you. She walks away. As soon as she gets free of the crime scene, she starts running. And Hunt does try to go after her. And I love it because he's like, hey. And then it's like, he'd said that to her. She'd been a wreck, a ghost. And then he'd been there, kneeling beside her, those dark eyes unreadable as he'd said, hey. She hadn't told him that she remembered that night in the interrogation room. She sure as hell didn't feel like telling him now. And Hunt's like walking off and she's just leave me alone. She didn't want anyone there. And she didn't want to think about the fact that their presence could have been what triggered this poor child, this poor girl's death. This, Cause they realized right. it had to have been an alcohol, an acolyte at the temple. She finally, you know, Hunt keeps up with her and fun, Hunt Which- is finally like, work. Like, to stop for a second and think about, like, because when I read it the first, like, when I read it, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But then, like, when I read, like, really thought about it, I was like, this is an interesting visual because you you often get, like, in TV and movies and stuff or, like, you know, books, whatever, like, in media, like, somebody, like, walking away from somebody and basically being like, I can't deal with you. But you don't often get them, like, full on just, like, running 
And then yeah. you definitely don't get somebody who's just like, okay, this is my cardio. <laughs> just like, follow with her. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is kind of what I was saying where I was like, I, it's like Hunt's brain is a lot smarter than the words coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And she's going through all of this in her head. And as she's running, she's like, couldn't stand Athelar or her brother or anyone if the Alkalite's murder had been because of their presence at the temple, either as a warning or because the girl might have seen something related to the horn, if they'd accidentally brought her death about. And she just, you know, she's freaking out. And I don't blame her. I mean, it's a lot to think about, you know. And finally, Hunt, as they're going, he's finally like, I was there that night. And he goes, how did you survive the Crystallos? Well, that stops her a little bit. And she's like, I, I didn't. It got away. And then Hunt drops the bomb of, but the Crystallos pinned Micah, ripped open his chest. She turns around and she's like, that was Micah? Okay, I just have to say, like, it being Micah that she saved makes, like, letting a rando in on this case make a lot more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, up until now, when, like, we just thought it was some other angel, it's, like, really not getting Micah's thought process on letting her fucking near this game. Like, Micah, I have bad news for you, boo. Like, your intel sucks. Like, your dudes doing the research suck. Your CSIs suck. Like, all your entire, like, precinct sucks. And so I was like, the idea of being like, you know what we need to do? Bring in a civilian. Like, no, stop that. So, like, this makes more sense. Because, like, obviously there's some aspect of him that's like, there's something with her. Why was, like, you know what I mean? Like, what is her deal? Why was it, like, why did this happen to me and she was fine? So there's something about her. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So, like, there's kind of, like, multi-levels there. She knows Danica. Somehow she got away. Like, does that make her suspicious? Maybe. But at the very least, it makes her interesting and probably important. Like, yeah. That all, I like how that all fits together. That that makes sense to me. Well, and then the fact that she had had that meeting with Tertian before he was killed. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is just, it's a little too coinky-dinky. So I get, I get why Micah did this. Yeah, Um, And of course, so chapter 24 starts and she's like, (laughs) I saved Micah Dominus. Oh, shit. Like, she had no idea. Good job, hunt. Drop that bomb, babe. Drop it. There you go, dude. And she's trying to figure out why it was a secret. Why was it a secret that she's the one who saved Micah? Why was it a secret that Micah was in the alley? Okay, but like Hunt's response, like I get her side of it, but his response makes complete fucking sense where he says it was deemed wiser to keep it a secret, especially when your phone got hacked right after. Like, why would they tell her? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't, like, I get why, like, in theory, we're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, why didn't they tell her? Like, I'm with Bryce. But on the other hand, like, looking at this, like, the cop drama it is currently written to be, I completely understand what, like, why they wouldn't tell her. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I know we're not used to that, like, in fantasy land. But in Copland, where this book apparently is actually from. 
<laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, Lord. She's just like, wait, so you guys were just going to let me go on forever not knowing who this is? And apparently she had, like, just that whole night was just trying, you know, to find out who it was to make sure that the person actually survived. I mean, she just, she had felt... Right, which is sweet, yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. And and she really, you know, especially after everything with with Danica and the pack, she she wanted to make sure somebody survived this shithead of a night, you know? Sure, sure. And so she's finally like, is what I wanted was to know that something I did made a difference that night. I assumed you dumped him in the Istros, some legionary grunt not worth the honor of a sailing. And he's like, I love this. He goes, look, you know it was shitty. And I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry for all of it, Quinlan. I'm sorry we didn't tell you. And I'm sorry you're on my suspect list. And I'm sorry I'm on your what? <laughs> TikTok sound in my head that's like, oh, I fucked up. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> like, that's all I could hear. I was like, that has to be playing in Hunt's head as soon as he said that. I'm sorry you're on my suspect list. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just a wee, wee, wee that bit. or what is it? The Swan Princess where the guy's in the background and when she says like, but what else? And he's like, what else is there? And the guy goes, wrong answer. I'm like, yeah, that's sort of how I felt. I'm sorry you're on my suspect list. <laughs> wrong answer, hunt. Go back. Start over. Try again. <laughs> Rewind. Try that again, please. And now she's like, get the fuck out of my sight. Which, you know what? I don't blame her. I'd be telling them too. And she's like, fuck everything. And she just starts running again. And she runs and she runs because she needs to do something to bring this energy out of her system. And sure, we get which, like, I another, get. Yeah, I totally get it. And we get yet another invisible snowflake. And she finally runs. She gets a phone call. And so she goes, and it's funny because she's approaching the White Raven, you know, that bar she was at the night Danica was killed. The club. Yep. And she she stops at that same alcove she stopped in before. And by the way, it's now raining, people. Like, raining. She gets her phone. She's, she's, she's taking it, you know, dealing with the messages and the call and everything. And Hunt is overhead. She knows it. She's ignoring him. She's doing a big fat F you to him. She does, for whatever the reason, decide to torture herself. And go through all of her messages that she had had with Danica that night two years ago. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure I get this. Like, girlfriend, self-flagellation needs to stop, please. And she sees the picture that Danica had sent from the Sunball game that Ethan had played in that day. And then the memory of of, of Danica telling her, I love you, the very first time, pops into her head. And we find out why. Please read the chapter. I'm not going to go into detail, but it's a good little story. And we do find well, out. Well, it is and it, <laughs> it is and it isn't. I have a bone to pick with this story. Long story short, we don't get a ton of details. We get like four paragraphs of like flashback. And yeah. there was like some sort of motorcycle-esque accident. We don't yep. really know. People trying to kill Brace and Danica. They were on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. And then we get, like, 
something about a gun. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, like she said, you got to read it. There's like a whole little rundown and, and it's interesting. I will give interesting being like the keyword, but the more we get of this flashback, this isn't the first time we've gotten a little snippet of this flashback. And the more (laughs) snippets we get, the less I actually understand what the fuck happened. (laughs) Like, I literally, my note is literally, the more we get this background story, the less sense it makes. But good job by SJM making me, like, give a shit and keep reading. I see what you did there. <laughs> anyway, um, she's getting to the end of this this little flashback. And Danica, they're, they, they're pretty sure they're going to be killed because they finally found bullets for this gun. Right, right. And Danica is crying and she looks at Bryce and she's like, I love you, Bryce. And I'm sorry. And Bryce realizes she'd never said those words to her before. It's the first time Danica had ever said those words. Bryce finally makes a decision and she looks at Danica and she's like, close your eyes. And then we come out of this memory and Bryce is... And that's why I say I don't understand. (laughs) Close your eyes, we're going to die. Close your eyes, I'm going to do something crazy. Close your eyes. This is all in your head. and i feel like every time we get another paragraph of this flashback i'm like "Mm -hmm." stakes are higher liking it liking it still don't fucking get it so yeah so you do finally get all the details and why it's important what happened and i'll leave it at that later in the book good i assumed so that's why i i told kim so i will now say it here i told kim offline before we recorded I'm kind of just letting this book happen. <laughs> I feel like I could try to guess things, but I, I get the feeling by the way that it is written that SGM doesn't want me to guess. She just wants me to come along for the ride. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, yeah. So when I don't get it, I just make a note that says, like, that's interesting. I don't get it. And then I carry on. Assuming it will get cleared up later. Now, if it doesn't get cleared up later, then I will be pissy. But, like, I'm going to assume that if there's something that doesn't make sense, it's because it will make sense later. It will make sense later. I promise. I promise you. I promise I promise all of our listeners, it, it makes so much sense yeah, later. No, I'm just on the ride. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so Bryce is blinking because she is looking at this photo of Danica and the pack of devils. And they're smiling and they're happy and they're young and they're alive. And then she notes mere hours before their true end. At which point she decides, fuck it. She walks into the club, leaving Hunt outside. And it's the end of the chapter. In chapter 25, yeah, chapter 25 starts with, like, my favorite thing I've ever started a chapter with. Hunt knew he fucked up. Well, good. (laughs) Yeah, dude, hello. You finally picked up the clue phone on that one. Yeah, Hunt knew he fucked up. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Do you want a gold star? I mean, dude. Oh, too funny, too funny. He's like, oh, shit. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And of course, he's part of him is like, did she tell Jessica or Micah that he had let it spill that 
Micah was the one she saved because sure. then he knew he'd be fucked up like with with Micah and that would be bad. And apparently while he is trailing her, Justinian calls with the information about the Crystallos. Which Hunt says amounted to a whole lot of nothing. A few myths that matched with what they already knew. Vic had called five minutes after that. The Viper Queen's alibis had checked out. Then Isaiah called. <laughs> confirming that the victim in the alley was indeed a missing acolyte. Um, and he knew that, that Rune's suspicions then were right. That it couldn't just be coincidence that they'd been at the temple yesterday talking about the horn. And the demon that had slaughtered Danica and the pack of devils and now one of its acolytes had died at the Crystallis's claws. Apparently it was a fake girl barely more than a child so of course that makes him pretty upset about it and then he's like he shouldn't have brought quinlan to the murder scene shouldn't have pushed her into going so blinded by his damn need to get this investigation solved quickly that he hadn't thought twice about her hesitation jeez he gets the clue phone award of the century doesn't he yeah yeah I'm like, dude, did you forget your clue by four? I mean, seriously, what's going on here? I mean, so as he's working through all this in his head, like, I guess, I guess the good news (laughs) is like he is working through all of this in his head. Yeah. And he does eventually like come to the conclusion, like, "Mm." upon seeing how she reacted to things, I guess she's not really a suspect. (laughs) Yeah, think. And it's like, I guess I have to give him credit for, like, getting there somehow. (laughs) I mean, this is, I'm not going to lie. This is kind of like tool, this is tool level thinking on his, and behavior on his part, almost to rival Tamlin at times. Almost. Yeah, see, here's the thing. And I literally thought about this, like, earlier when I was making my notes. I think the thing about this book, is like we got spoiled with like Reese's like ability to like under like empathy and like understand others and like being able to plan ahead you know and uh-huh. and in fairness like to a point Cassian and Azriel are the same way yeah and then like yep. Tamlin's a total douche canoe <laughs> yeah so like it's very clear that like there were two types of men in Akatar, the smart good ones and the douche canoes. <laughs> the problem, kind of both line, but overall, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the problem is that Hunt, I think, at his core is a good dude, but he's yeah. like your average good dude. <laughs> Not like Reese, you know what I mean? Like Reese was like the epitome of like a man written by a woman. <laughs> yes. Yes. Versus Hunt is just like your averagely achievable, actual achievable, like good dude <laughs> who is like going to fuck up a lot still. <laughs> kind of reminds of his me. Needliness. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he reminds me a lot of like the frat boy that really does have a good heart. Yeah. I feel the same way about Rune to this point. Like, that's why I yeah. made the joke about how, like, only one of them is allowed to have common sense at a time. I tend to agree with that. So, yeah, no, you're fine. Where it's like, I, I, I think they're both, like, fucking trying and, like, 
We all know that most men don't try. I really wish I could find the thing a friend of mine posted. Oh, I'm sure I could find it really quick. She posted it on uh, Instagram. She's a fan of ours. It was Sadie. Hi, Sadie. Uh, hey, Sadie. <laughs> she says, who socialized men as a whole? Because the messages I've received on dating apps really makes me think it was wolves. <laughs> and I'm like, accurate. <laughs> yeah. I do not see the lie. <laughs> and so like with that in mind compared to a lot of dudes hunt and rune are like a plus but coming yeah. off of akatar compared to reese not so much you see what i mean <laughs> they're kind of in the c category yeah yeah like in real life th- these are like pretty pretty a a minus qualities <laughs> But yeah, but but then Reese fucked up the curve. So now now they're like a C. <laughs> Reese yeah. and the Bat Boys did kind of ruin us. They did. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Reese fucked it real hard for all of us. Ha ha ha. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> he blew that bell curve right out of the water. Yeah. So there's that. There is definitely that. Um anyway. Lorraine, it, so while he's been following her and getting these phone calls and she got her phone call um, and then she stops and she's doing her little reminiscing, he's up above her and he sees her just as the rain starts to pour, go into the club. So he comes down because he's going to have to go into the club with her and he's trying to tell the, the bouncers, I'm with Bryce. And they're like, too bad. The line's over there. <laughs> And then he's like, look, I'm here on Legion business. And they're like, too bad. The line's over there. And then all of a sudden, one of the waitresses comes out and they're like, hey, Rizzo says he's in. And I'm like, okay, so the owner knows who it is and the owner says he can go in. So got to let him in. So then he gets in. Yeah, I'm like, don't have a choice. Sorry. Gotta go. Bye-bye. And, um... You know, he's doing his thing he's in and, and he's just like so over it because people are whispering because he's there and he's walking by like, dude, y'all, yeah, it's the Emperor Mortis. Get the fuck over it. Like, I have to tell you, I'm kind of over everybody doing the whole, did you see like, you know, I mean, it's like, God, get over yourselves, people. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the problem. I guess the problem, like, again, to go back to our if Reese is Hades, then Hunt is is Thanatos. I, I think the problem is, the difference is like, ooh, look, it's Hades. He's special. He's our leader. We like him. The problem with Hunt is, oh, look, it's Thanatos, literally the fucking, like, bringer of death. This is stressful. <laughs> perspective of like yeah the people of Alaris are like oh yeah that's our dude like we like him so we give him some room to fucking breathe you know but this right. guy they're like oh damn it this guy's name is just enough to set you on edge <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> true he just keeps his eye on Bryce he's walking towards her in the booth she's in and I, I love how he says you know She's sipping out a glass of something clear, either vodka or gin. 
with all the sense in here, he couldn't make it out. And she's like, well, how'd you get in? Yeah, which is funny. And he doesn't, he's like, it's a public place, right? Doesn't get into it any further. All of a sudden, Juniper shows up. And she's like, um, oops. <laughs> and he's like, you know, she she's like, I hope I'm not interrupting. And Bryce is like, he's leaving. And he's like, I was just arriving. Like, this is one of those hysterical, like, awkward meat cutes that just yes oh my god the description of her oh my god it's so funny had so me funny. cracking up and he's like look it's nice to meet you i'm hunt and she's like yeah i know who you are <laughs> well you tell him you tell him okay juniper junie you tell him i know and juniper is watching Bryce drank deeply from her glass of clear liquid. Juniper's not very happy. Juniper's like, have you eaten? She's like, I'm <laughs> starving. I just got out of rehearsal. Yeah. She orders food. Hunt orders food. Then Hunt's watching her because uh, Bryce's response is, I'm having a liquid dinner. Right, right. Into her glass of clear beverage. And so then, because Hunt's been around her long enough, he orders for her. Right. Dude, that is such a douche move. Okay. Bad idea. Here's the thing. Yes. And I made a note about that where I was like, on one hand, my dude, what the fuck? And then I was like, "Mm, okay, okay, but let's take a step back. Because if he wasn't a dude... If this was a girl and she was like, bitch, you haven't eaten all day. She'll have a blah, 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 blah. We'd be going good. Look, she's looking out for her friend. You know what I mean? Right. So I have to, I have to like swap it for a minute and be like, mm, it is kind of a douchey move. But on the other hand, he's also like actually fucking like responsible for her right now as far as like Micah's concerned. No, and I get that. But Juniper is there. Yeah. Yeah. So let juniper do it yeah i think he probably would have well maybe i the problem is is because juniper wasn't with her all day like juniper doesn't have the knowledge that he does which is she has not eaten not just now she has not eaten today correct and so like i think his concern was like yeah if juniper had been here all day with her yeah she'd probably say something too but she hasn't been so true yeah and it's also like he's like in fairness, it's also like delivery. Like that was a shitty way to do it. He should have just been like, "Hey, like you haven't eaten. You really need to eat. What do you want? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not, like picked something for her. Exactly. Bad. <laughs> yeah, it's that was didn't... like a little much. <laughs> it's more that he didn't approach it in a different way. It's how he approached it. Yeah. For me, it's his approach, not yes. what he did. It's the approach. Of him doing it. Agreed. Agreed. On the other hand, though, again, just like I said, coming off of Akatar, though, not entirely sure that, like, if Reese or Cassian had done it, we would have thought the same thing. <laughs> Reese does like, do it, Feyre. Right. Reese does make Feyre eat. So. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I mean, I get it. But- I think the difference is, like, we've just discovered here, it's the delivery. Reese didn't, like, order for her in a restaurant and make her eat. Reese just, like, showed up with food and kind of sat there until she fucking ate. (laughs) 
yeah. almost been like if Hunt had just ordered himself an extra salad and then when the food came, plopped it in front of her. <laughs> Might have gone over better. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Juniper is like long day at work. <laughs> yeah, she's like, right what by the normal going on here? <laughs> so Bryce goes to drink again. Hunt reaches his hand out to stop her. And he's like, don't be such a cliche. You have a rough day. You come and drown yourself in vodka. Grabs her glass, lifts it to his lips and says, at least tell me you have good taste in water. I love that. At least tell me you have good taste in this is water. water. <laughs> She's guzzling water. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> my dude, you just oh. Yeah. Again, it's the delivery. Like, it's such a, it's such a crapshoot. And that's what I think is so funny about this section, is it is such a crapshoot. Because on one hand, I'm like, that's nice. He's like actually worried about her and realizing she has not eaten, realized the shitty day she's had, realized that like drinking and not eating is a bad, unhealthy combo. Like he thinks, again, it's the brain to mouth connection. Like he thinks good. These things are good things to be noting and to be trying to like protect her from. But then your execution and your words. <laughs> Sir, what are good? Yeah. Again, see it best. <laughs> like, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. It totally strikes me as a Denosio move. Yes. It really does. Yes. Well, like I said, if you've read the Plum novels, I'm sorry. Is this not Morelli to a T? The whole reason she won't fucking like actually date Morelli for like the first half of the fucking series and why they're like on again, off again is because of shit like this, where it's just like, he's not a bad guy, but he will do something that pisses her the fuck off. And then they like break up again. You know what I mean? But it's not because it came from a bad place. It's because his delivery is shit. And Tony Denosio from NCIS yeah. has got pretty yeah. shitty delivery yeah. on a regular basis. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And Bryce yeah. is like, I don't drink. And Juniper's like, look, I invited her tonight. I'm meeting people here later. Like, she's trying to, like, smooth it over. And Hunt's like, why don't you drink? <laughs> And I love Bryce's response. She's like, you're the Ember Mortis. I'm sure you can figure it out. Right. Like, snap. Damn, girl. And then she's like, though, considering you thought I killed my best friend, maybe you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, hunt. You really insert open mouth, insert foot, and swallow very hard. Like, dude. Dude. Juniper's like, I'm gonna go with her. You know, Bryce, you know, Hunt is just sitting there like, fuck, 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 fuck. And he's watching them, and of course, all these males are approaching them. And then up beside him is, well, if she's pissed at you, it'll make me look better. It's Rune. Rizzo called Rune to say, hey, she's here. And as 
Rune says, negative, I, and he's like, because Hunt's like, tell me you found something, and Rune is like, negative, I got a call from the Raven's owner that she was here. She was in bad enough shape when she left the crime scene that I wanted to make sure she was all right. They kind of trade barbs a little bit. Um, they talk about dancing, the fact that she likes to, right. she likes to dance. She doesn't dance anymore because right. Rune's like, she stopped after Danica died completely. And Hunt's like, and drinking, it seems. And, you know, so he's drinking his water. And he's like, not a party go- girl at all. Just content to let the world believe the worst of her, which I think right. is interesting. Yeah, and you and I even talked about that, like, in one of our earlier episodes, where I even kind of said that about her, where I was like, to me, that's an irritating personality trait. But I also know it's, like, a known thing that people do. True. Very true. Let people underestimate you, basically. And it's not necessarily a bad way to go about it. And so Hunt's like, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You know? And then... Bryce realizes her brother's there. And she's like, fucking asshole. Like, she's pissed now. She's pissed. Right. As he says, there were trenches of hell warmer than the look she gave Rune. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. And Juniper tracks. And as Bryce goes to step towards him, there's an explosion all around them, and the club goes boom. And that's the end of the chapter. And my mom sat back down and was like, never mind, we can keep watching. <laughs> and <laughs> that's all I could think because every fucking chapter, you guys, I'd be like, maybe the next one is like when something will fucking happen. Maybe the next one is when something will fucking happen. And like, man, if it weren't for this podcast, I probably would have fucking DNF'd this shit by now. So I'm just laughing because this I'm a, I was about at my breaking point where I was starting to sound like my mom, where I was like, if something fucking doesn't happen soon, I'm going to lose my shit with this book. And then it was like, and then the club exploded. Okay, now I'm interested. <laughs> so I literally saw my mom today and she was like, so how's the book you guys are reading? And I was like, it's literally like the Pelican Brief. That's all you need to know. And she was like, oh, <laughs> She was like, I get it, though. I was like, yeah, it's like really slow, but it like finally picked up today. And she was like, oh, I get that. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's funny. So, yeah. Yeah. So like explosions and like explosions on their own, like not funny. Explosions in my mind, a little funny. Because I will always think of my mom. Something doesn't happen and somebody doesn't die in the next two minutes, I'm out. <laughs> God, that's funny. But like, where's the lie? I mean, seriously, this thing has been like slow as like I don't even know what. I've seen turtles pick up their shit faster. <laughs> I mean, I know turtles are actually pretty fucking fast. Like a big ass one busted into the playground at the place my sister used to do daycare at. Like, there was no turtle, and then they blinked, and there was this big fucking turtle. So, like, <laughs> some turtles move faster than this plot has. But we are finally here. There is an explosion, and I am ready. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> chapter 26. <laughs> yeah, so chapter 26. 
Um, so yeah, one minute Hunt and Rune were talking, and the next minute her ears are hollowing out, and everything's falling down around her. The world is falling down. We get an invisible snowflake, which is in this case truly there because of a just a blip in time. I think of it like a commercial break almost. And she's just like laying there. She's over Juniper. Why she is covering Juniper is beyond me, but she's covering Juniper. But okay. And she realizes she's covered in plaster and their body parts and screaming and blood. And it's, it's not a pretty sight. And Hunt is like yelling at her to get up. Then Rune is there. And he's got blood running down his temple because right. apparently he got hit with something, which I can't say I'm terribly surprised. And Juniper is, you know, lifted up by Rune. This is what it gets Sorry, Juniper's reaction this whole thing. <laughs> Brute, you know, Bryce's reaction is to protect Juniper. Juniper gets out of Rune's grip and screams at Bryce. And she's like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> and poor Bryce is kind of in shock and can't really respond because she's just like, right. duh, duh. And then Juniper swings and quite literally hits her across the cheek. A good one, apparently. Mm-hmm. And she's screaming at Bryce. She's like, damn it, I made the drop two years ago. You haven't. Have you completely lost it? I know. Which I my note was like, aw, also LOL, but like aw. <laughs> yeah. And Hunt's like, she's shell-shocked. Give it a rest, Juniper. And Juniper's like, stay out of it. <laughs> And she's just, nothing's working. Like, her body doesn't want to work. She's she's just, she's not there. Let me tell you, she's there, but she's not there, boys and girls. Yeah. Um. So we get another invisible snowflake. Um, And Rune apparently gives them an address. Hunt carries her. And as she says, well, Micah would spike his head on the front gates of the committee if she died on his watch. Right. <laughs> So Hunt's like, fuck, I gotta keep her alive. Right. Um, come to find out that the address that was given to them by Rune is Rune's house. And I love it. He describes the house as looking like it's been in a war zone because of all the parties that have been there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look, it's yeah. a fraternity house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have a note where, yeah, because, like, then they go in, he, like, sets her down on the couch, and then he's, like, trying to gather things like a glass of water, a towel to clean up with, a, you know, first aid kit. And I'm like, the like the fact that he finds any of these things in this, like, godforsaken frat house is amazing. Absolutely. I'm shocked. I'm like, you go hunt. Good, I know. Good for I'm like, you. dang. Um... So, you know, in the middle of all of this, while he's looking for all this, he's like, you know, there hasn't been an attack on the city for years now since Briggs. And as he says, and I find this a really interesting thing of him, for him to, to, you know, have going on in his mental internal monologue. He would felt the bomb's power as it rippled through the club, 
shredding the former temple and its inhabitants apart. He'd leave it to the investigators to see what exactly it was, but even his lightning hadn't been fast enough to stop it. Not that it would have been any protection against a bomb, not in an ambush like that. He'd destroyed enough on the battlefields to know how to intercept them with his power, how to match death with death. But this hadn't been some long-range missile fired from a tank. It had been planted somewhere in the club and detonated at a predetermined moment. And he's like, there may be a handful of people who would have been able to do this. But he's like, Briggs couldn't have done it because he's in prison, but maybe one of his followers. And, you know, he's he's finally finds everything, gathers it. He goes to take care of Bryce. And she's just like, you know, she's totally like in shock. And as he's taking care of her, he realizes, you know, he, he can't, he can only do the bare minimum because he is not a med witch. Um, and as he, he goes to clean out her ears, cause of course she does have fake ears and she has sure. fake hearing. And so that really would have been, she's lucky she probably didn't burst her eardrum to be honest. Yeah. Um, and Bryce finally spits out what, had prompted her thinking and she's like Bryce stands a shot at being promoted to principal the first fawn ever the summer season starts soon she's an understudy for the main roles of two of the ballets a soloist in all five of them this season is crucial if she got injured it could interfere and Bryce and Hunt is like look she made the drop she would have bounced back and she's like still and he's finally like, like you know this is going to sting because she's got glass and rocks and crap embedded in her skin from the explosion. Um, apparently there was a healing solution that she, he had found at her brother's house and it's the fancy stuff as he says. And he's like, it'll sting, but it'll keep it from scarring. So at least she won't have another scar. And <laughs> in the process of doing that, he notices finally the scar on her right. leg right. that he put there two years right. ago. Right. And he's thinking, oh, so every time she was limping, it wasn't because of her heels. It was because of this. Right. Right. In fairness, he assumed, because they have, like, access to magic, that, like, she would go get that, like, cleaned up, taken care of, uh, make it go away, bye-bye. So, like, in right. fairness, like, when he acted quickly, he, he can only be so mad about it because he kind of assumed she'd deal with it later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So her keeping, you know, it the way it was, he's like, oh, well, shit. But I just love that, like, while he's having all of these revelations, he has gone to La La Land, which means he's not paying well, attention. He's kneeled to, like, down. Right. He's well, and he's attention. kneeled down yeah. between her legs. Right. Right. He went to La La Land. So he, like, was thinking really hard and just kind of missed the fact that he's, like, right there. Yeah. Right. Face first. Step in there. Yeah. She kind of calls him out on it. 
And then she's like, who do you think did it at the club? And he's like, I have no idea. And then she's finally like, do you think it could have anything to do with us looking into the case? He's like, probably not. If someone wanted to stop us, a bullet to the head's a lot more precise than blowing up a club. It could have easily been some rival of the club's owner or the remaining Curie's members looking to start more shit in the city. And the Curie's members are the people that followed Philip Briggs. And so she's like, okay. And they're trying to figure this out. And they talk about it. And then the front door opens. And Hunt reaches for a gun because he just hears booted feet. He doesn't know who it is. And Rune walks in. <laughs> so the gun gets put away. And he starts right. off with, you're not going to like this. And then we get an invisible snowflake. I know. I love that you're not going to like this. He's just like, mm, nope. You are not going to like this. It's like, fuck. And it, after the invisible snowflake... Bryce is like, she just wanted to go home. She wanted to call Juniper. She wanted to call her mom and Randall. She wanted to call Fury. Even if Fury wouldn't pick up, which I find is an interesting thing. She still wanted to talk to Fury. She wanted to call Jessica, But mostly she just wanted to go home and take a shower. (laughs) I get this. I totally get this. Um, And Rune is blood splattered and not happy. And Rune goes, gets a drink, comes back. And Hunt's finally like, I'm assuming this has to do with whoever bombed the club. And Root's like, all signs point to the human rebels. The bomb was smuggled into the club through some new exploding liquid hidden in a delivery of wine. They left the calling card on the crate their own logo and runes like briggs is still behind bars but the rest of the curious group isn't so we don't know who it is anyway runes finally like look i thought they'd been disbanded joined other factions or returned to pangera but here's the part you're not going to like next to the logo on the crate was a branded image my team and your team, meaning Rune's team and Hunt's team, thought it was a warped C for Crescent City. But I looked at the footage of the storage area before the bomb went off. It's hard to make out, but it could also be depicting a curved horn. And then Bryce is like, but what does the horn have to do with the human rebellion? And then she's like, wait, do you think that horn image was a message to us to warn us away from looking for it and hunt's finally like all right look it can't be coincidence that the club was bombed when we were there or that one of the images on the crate seems like it could be a horn when we're knee deep in a search for it before danica busted him riggs planned to blow up the raven right um and bryce is like they could be trying you know his Philip Briggs's people could be trying to make a comeback. Right. Pick up he had left off. Yeah, we did this whole big back and forth of like 486 options. <laughs> right. And finally, none of like, which look. feels super well thought out. None of which seem to have a lot of evidence. <laughs> We're just spitballing. Oh, they're spitballing ideas at this point. Exactly. And finally, he's like, 
Briggs might not be guilty, but maybe he knows who is. He could be protecting someone. We need to talk to him. And Rune's like, are you nuts? He's in Adrestia prison. The request might take a few days, Hunt says to Bryce. Right. like, fine. And, you know, Hunt calls Isaiah. He's like, yeah, I'm all right. And then Rune tells Bryce, you know, the Autumn King knows I've involved you in looking for the horn. And, of course, she's like, well, so how pissed off is he? Okay. And he's like, he warned me of the poison you'd spew in my, spew in my ear. And she's like, well, I guess I can take that as a compliment. Right. <laughs> like, we have some serious, weird family dynamics here, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Rune's like, look, he wants to know what you'll do with the horn if it's found. And she's like, I love her response. Use it as my new drinking mug on game day. I know. I love that. Sorry. You're fine. And Hunter, you know, Rune's like, he's serious. And Bryce is like, look, I'm just going to give it back to the temple, but not to him. Yeah. And so then Rune Hunt gets off the phone with Isaiah. He's come back in and Rune's like, look, since I've involved you both, um, my dad knows. Bryce, you need a guard to remain with you at all times. Live with you. I volunteered. And she's like, hell no. Hell no. Over my dead body. No, not happening. And then I like Hunt's question because he's like, well, why does the king care if if Bryce lives or dies. Right. He's like, I'm sorry. Am I missing something? <laughs> uh-huh. And Rune's like, yeah, I asked them the same. It has something to do with falling under his jurisdiction. Yada, yada, yada. Bullshit, 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 right. bullshit, bullshit. And I, Bryce... As she, as she points out while Rune's talking, she's like, Bryce could hear the cruel tones and every word Rune mimicked, could see her father's face as he spoke them. She often imagined how it feel to beat in that perfect face with her fists, to give him a scar like the one that her mother bore along her cheekbone, small right. and slender, no longer than a fingernail, but a reminder of the blow he'd given her when his hideous rage drove him too far. The blow that had sent Ember Quinlan running, pregnant with Bryce. And of course, he's like, Hunt's like, look, he's just worried about the PR before the summit. And everyone's like, look, I'm only the messenger. Consider whether it's wise to pick your battle with him right now or not. And she's like, fine. He said I needed a guard. Not you specifically, right? She's like, that's what I thought when Rune doesn't respond. She's like, Athelar stays with me instead. Order fulfilled. Happy? Uh, and I just laugh because like Rune's like yeah sure whatever and I have a note here where I'm like I kind of wondered like how we were gonna get here you know what I mean we, I was like I know we have to get we have to get Hunt off the roof across the street <laughs> we do so, yeah so it's like I was wondering how we would get here and well now we're here yes we are we are here finally um and then we get a snowflake, an invisible snowflake. Yep, yep. And both Rune and Hunt are kind of like keeping their 
they're, they're, they they have their poker faces on. Yep. Um, and she's just like, what the hell? And Bryce is, she, she's just like, you know, did, did he put, he meaning their father, did he put you up to this? Uh, and Rune's like, no, apparently his father had cornered him about the temple visit right as he left the club before he came back to his house right then. Um, as, as Rune says, he's got a network of spies even I don't know about. <laughs> Which, yeah, like, okay, fine, fair. Fair, okay, fuck, but okay. And apparently, all of a sudden, Rune's phone starts blowing up, and Declan's like, what the hell? Flynn's like, are you okay? I'm at the yeah. club. Sabine sent Amelie. And, you know, Rune's like, look, I'm fine. I'll meet you guys at the club soon. And Bryce finally turns around and she looks at him and she's like, why were you with the Raven? And Sarun half lies to her and says, I, I want to check out your boss's library. And she's like, what library? I love this. Yeah, we get a very, yeah, we get a very much like, what library? Don't fuck with me. Like, yeah. Right. And Rune's like, you know, the one that everyone says is beneath the gallery. And she's like, and Hunt plays along. He's like, well, the first yeah. I've heard of it. It was pretty funny. And Bryce is like, look, I get you one in on our little cool kids club, but there's a strict strict membership vetting process, which I think is hysterical. I know, I love that. And why don't we want in our cool kids club? <laughs> yeah, nah. really. And Rune's like, I just want to look at the books in there, see if there's anything about the horn that jumps out. And he's like, I've been through the Fae archives twice. I just keep thinking about the gallery. Maybe there's something there. And then she makes the mistake of saying, I searched it. There's nothing about the horn beyond vague mentions. And then, aha, there is a library. That's right. He calls her out. He's like, there is one. And he's finally, it's a brace finally after all of this is like, look, I'll make a bargain with you. You can come hunt for the horn at the gallery and I'll help in whatever way I can if. And then she goes, if you put Declan at my disposal. Right. And he's like, okay, but then that means I have to tell both Declan and Flynn about the case. And he's like, she's like, fine, go ahead, fill him in. Tell Deck I need intel about Danica's last movements. And of course, Rune's like, well, I don't know if you can get that. And Hunt's like, the den would have it. Tell Emmett to hack the den archives. Well, yeah. And Rune's like, fine, I'll ask him later. And then she's she looks at her brother and she's like, come by the gallery. And Bryce and Hunt leave. And quite literally, his phone rang as soon as they walk out the door. Right. He's thinking it's he doesn't look at it. He's thinking it's like Flynn or Deck. Sure. And so he answers it really casually. And his father is like, is that how you speak to your king? And it's like, good Lord, here we are again. Yeah. Daddy's being an asshole. Right. I, I think I think Dad has his house bugged. Uh yeah, me too. Accurate. There's accurate. no way he would have known otherwise. Absolutely no way. 
And he's like, because his father says, since you couldn't stop yourself from revealing my business, I wish to make one thing clear regarding the horn. I don't want the angels getting it. It's like, that seems oddly specific. And then he's like, you revealed the secrets of your king to the girl and Athelar. I have every right to punish you for this, you know. So literally, like, dad's got the house bugged. He must, because otherwise he wouldn't have known what they talked about. And so they hang up and and Rune's just like, what an asshole. He's kind of sick of it. And he's, you know, he's kind of over it. And when they finally hang up, it's the end of the chapter. Yeah. So, chapter 27. Now, mind you, we've been to a crime scene. Yeah. We've had the club blow up. Yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of hopefully. Awful. Hopefully, Bryce is finally on her way home. <laughs> Maybe. Right. I don't know. Um, he, Hunt is walking Bryce back. They're debating about, he's debating if he just wants to fly her, but they walk. Right, right. He decides to, like, add to the trauma of the day. (laughs) Yeah. And when they finally get to the building, Bryce goes to introduce him to the, to the... Doorman. Doorman. Yeah. I was like, what, whoever he is, (laughs) you know, the guy who sits at the front desk, the security guard. Yeah. And they get into the elevator, they go all the way up. And then Hunt's asking her, well, why haven't you made the drop? And before she responds about that, she looks at him and she's like, shit, my keys were in my purse, which is at the club, which means her phone's at the club, dead, like she has nothing. And so Hunt asks if the security guard has a spare and she's like, yes. So he goes down, gets it and comes back up. And she finally answers his question about the drop. She goes, I was waiting. We were supposed to make the drop together. We picked two years from now. He knew what she meant. The reason why she no longer drank or danced or really seemed to live her life. The reason why she must keep that scar on her pretty sleek thigh. And he's like, well, why bother waiting now? And she has no answer for him. They get into the apartment and he starts to notice that this apartment is pretty fancy schmancy it's decorated super super well and he's just kind of like oh my god you know takes it in they feed syrinx and she finally responds and says without danica we were supposed to make the drop together connor and thorn were going to anchor us right as we know not having access to your anchor sounds like a problem just a small one considering they're dead Three out of the four of them are now dead. And then the question comes up, well, you and Danica lovers. It's like, really, dude? Really? Okay, so like, in fairness, I sort of feel like this question had to get asked at some point because it kind of goes back to like that whole thing I said, which is like how you hear it in your head versus how somebody else hears it in their head. Gotta be honest, was really struggling this whole time. Every time she would remember the, like, I love you, Bryce. I love you, Danica. Like, there's 486 ways to read that. And then, like, 
given the way she is so like beat up about the whole thing, I sort of get getting this question out of the way early. Because True. if if the answer had been yes and he hadn't asked for, you know, two and a half books, could have been a whole lot of big problems. You know what I mean? I totally get it. Um but again, again, in his head, good question. Out his mouth, not the best of timing. Yeah. He definitely could have asked it at a different execution time. Execution, poor. Yes. He definitely does not get high marks on execution at all. He gets very low ones. And, you know, it is a valid question. And it's certainly one that, under the circumstances, I agree, should have been asked. At the same time, and I, I have to say this, I think a lot of people struggle. That they, I don't think as many people out there have or would admit that they've had a friend that it was like you know it's that soulmate friend yeah yeah um that that is just truly like another part of their soul like they really yeah now they had a bond deeper than just being friends it, right. it went beyond that it wasn't romantic in any way but they genuinely loved right. and cared about each other but and also so, we know that Hunt's intel sucks, so I could see how Hunt at this point is thinking, maybe there's a lot I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, it, again, like I said, it's a fair question, and I, I don't, Yeah, I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't have had a problem either way if she was, but, right, right. you know, at the same time, I think the problem is, is that it's so badly explained in here that she and Danica had the kind of friendship, yeah. the deep, abiding love and friendship for one another that it's more like she lost, she really lost part of her soul. She lost one right. of her soulmates. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm, I'm one of these people. I do believe you can have multiple soulmates. Yeah. You don't have, it's not, you don't just have romantic soulmates. You have the soulmates that are like, you know, the family of your heart, of your choosing. For sure. And, you know, something ever happens to them, you will be devastated beyond belief. For sure. And I think she and Danica had that soul bond. Yeah. Well, and I think it also comes into that whole concept too of like when you consider some friends family, like this is the, like you wouldn't think that this was a weird way for her to react if it had been her actual like blood sister. So you have to exactly. assume that this is the same thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. But yeah, like I said, I just also like do think it's funny because like his intel is so shitty. <laughs> You'd think you'd know. <laughs> it makes me wonder about the 33rd. I'm not Doesn't even going to lie. I'm like, what the hell, people? Y'all suck. Yeah. Um. So she finally is like, no, Danica and I weren't like that. Connor and I, Connor Holstrom, I mean, he and I, it was complicated. When Danica died, when they all died, a light went out in me. And so, you know, it's finally starting to click in Hunt's brain. Thank goodness. And while they're there, all of a sudden, she gets a call from home, meaning her mother. Bryce is like, fuck, I can't let it go to voicemail. I have to answer this because I can't not answer my mom's call. And so she asks, she answers the phone. She's like, hey, mom, no, I wasn't there 
my phone fell in the toilet at work. Yeah, totally dead. I'll get a new one tomorrow. Yeah, I'm fine. June wasn't there either. I mean, talk about some big fat lies. Right? I know, right? I literally, my note here well, literally is like, mama's gonna know. <laughs> Moms know when you lie. <laughs> that's right. We do. Um, he's like, she's like, you know, we're all good. I know it was just another long day at work. I've got company. Uh, not that kind. Don't get your hopes up. I'm serious. Yes. I let him into my house willingly. Please don't call the front desk. His name. I'm not telling you. Like she's doing this whole thing. She's like, mom, right. I will call you tomorrow. I'm telling him. I am not telling him hello. Bye mom. Love you. Like we've all been there. Had that. Yeah. Right? And she's finally like, I'm going to go take a shower. The guest room is yours. Use whatever you need. Back yourself up. And he's like, well, I'll swing by the committee tomorrow. I'll get more clothes. And then he's like, well, why did you lie? Right. And she's like, my mom would only worry and come visit. I don't want her around if things are getting bad. And I didn't tell her who you were because that would have lead, that would lead to questions too. It's easier this way. And he acknowledges in his head, easier to not let herself enjoy life, easier to keep everyone at arm's length. And she's finally like, she looks at him and she's like, I need to find who did this. And she's like, I don't care what Micah's motives are. If I don't find this fucking person, it is going to eat me alive. I need to find who did this. And so they talk about his deal with Micah. And it gets a little complicated because he's like, look, I was told not to say anything. So if you breathe right. a word about it, the offer is gone. And, you know, she's like, they, they come to an agreement about it. And then finally he's like, look, I'm sorry. I thought you were suspect. And more than that, I'm sorry. I judged you. I thought you were just a party girl and I acted like an asshole. So I give him credit. Yeah. He does know how to apologize. Yeah, he does. Bad. And she, her response is interesting. There is nothing wrong with being a party girl. I don't get why the world thinks there is. It's easier for me when people assume the worst about what I am. It lets me see who they really are. And he's like, so you're saying you think I'm really an asshole? And she was serious when she responds. And she says, I've met and dealt with a lot of assholes, Hunt. You are not one of them. I know. I thought that was cute. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. They have a sweet moment. And Hunt's like, I'm getting food. She tells him what she wants. We get an invisible snowflake. He goes into the... After it, he goes in... Um, talks about he goes into the bed bedroom to take yeah, a shower himself room, and yeah. to the guest room, and he talks about the fact that they had eaten food and she pretty much ate and went straight to bed because she was exhausted. Girl and so he's in the room and he's suddenly noticing there's some pictures, and he realizes, you know, wants a photo of her mom and dad, and he he says. 
Amber Quinlan had been a knockout. No wonder the fey asshole had pursued her to the point where she bailed, which I think is interesting. And then he notices her father. Randall Salago was Bryce's adoptive father, the legendary war hero and sharpshooter. He had no idea how he'd missed that fact in her file, though he supposed he had been skimming it when he'd read it years ago. No wonder his daughter was so fearless. And there, to the right of Ember, stood Bryce. So it's interesting because all of a sudden I think pieces of who Bryce is and why she's the way she is are starting to finally click right. now that he, he's putting everything together. Right. And then he notices another photo and he says, it's a beautiful shot of two women, girls really, sitting on some red rocks atop a desert mountain, their backs to the camera, shoulder to shoulder, as they face the scrub and sand far below. One was Bryce. He could tell by the sheet from her red hair. The other was in a familiar leather jacket, the back painted with those words and the Republic's most ancient language, through love, all is possible. It had to be Bryce and Danica. And that was Danica's jacket that Bryce now wore. She had no other photos of Danica in the apartment. Through love, all is possible. And it's an ancient saying dating back to some god he couldn't remember. So it's interesting that he's noticed this one. There's only the one photo yeah. of them. And there's the, by the way, Danica's sword is in this, right? The, yeah. The yeah. So he's like, wait a minute. Sword. Like, that's the sword. Like, what the heck? But Sabine lost her shit over. And as he turns away and he gets ready to go to sleep after taking a shower, the last thing before he falls asleep is the picture of Danica and Bryce. And then the light goes, and then the chapter ends. The light goes off because he goes to sleep, but the chapter ends. Yeah. And that's the end. Like, we're yeah. at the end of the we episode, We did a people. lot. Yeah, we had a crime scene. We had explosions. We had aftermath. We had apologies. We had some, yeah, some revelations. Yeah. I really enjoyed this section. I'm, like, actually here for it now. <laughs> so who do you think is behind the bombing, Kelsey? Okay, so here's the thing. So I sort of, like, I could probably spend time trying to, like, figure out who it is. But, like, okay, I don't know. Again, like, the two circles, the circle of people who read this and then the circle of people who watch Midsummer Murder reruns, probably not much of a Venn diagram. But if you happen to be one of those people, I've noticed with, like, the Midsummer Murder show that, like, you could, okay, those are like two hour episodes, right? They're like an hour and 40 minutes, right? You could come in 45 minutes in and start watching from that point and like have just as much information as the person who showed up at the beginning. <laughs> like, yeah, you miss all the exposition. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like, like the murderer almost never is introduced in the beginning. Right. And it's be and I guess it's like a choice of like how it's done where it's like I think you're supposed to be like going along with like how the cop is seeing things, which is like kind of like people leading him to other people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. my point is, is I sort of feel that way about this book. I <laughs> feel like I could like try to like make some guesses, but I feel like based on the information I have up to this point, like anything I guess would just be like 
like if I happen to guess, it'd be a lucky guess and not based in like rooted in fact. And that's because like, I don't get the feeling that this is written in a way that SJM wants you to be able to guess at this point. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> You're more into mysteries than I am. I mean, yeah. I do read some of them. I do watch Midsummer Mysteries or Midsummer yeah. Murders because yeah. I'm an Angliophile, as you know. Yeah. So to me, it's yeah. not a big deal. But at the same time, I'm not a huge murder mystery reader overall. Yeah. And yeah, I'll say that, like, I will say, like, I don't really think it's the Autumn King Fay asshole guy because I sort of think he's like a red herring. I think he's kind of an idiot. (laughs) Fair. Fair. Like, I think he's kind of dumb. So probably like he could not pull this off. And I mean, like he's got his son like half cocked looking for this horn. Like if you really had a plan, there'd be like more to it than this. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and like, I will say like, I really like Jessica, but something about her like rubs me the wrong way. So that's like a thing. I'm not necessarily saying she's like big bad. I'm just saying there may be like stuff that comes to light about her later that makes me go, oh, that was the thing that made me feel janky about you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't think I'm supposed to know. I think if I started to suspect this early on, then like I have a feeling that the next 200 pages would be less interesting. <laughs> fair, totally fair. I just I was curious. Like I said, you like murder mysteries. No, I figured that out. So, you have I'm just idea. along for the ride. I'm trusting that it's written in this particular format for a reason. I don't know what it is yet, but <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I like it. You know, I'm not a big fan of murder mysteries, but I have to tell you this one, the way the whole thing plays out at the, all the way through, by the end, you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited that the plot is like picking up and we've got, you know, explosions and (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Shit's happening. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, stick around next week and more shit will happen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the plan anyway. It is. It is. And just so that you all know, Kelsey and I figured it out. And we after this, we have two more episodes we'll be doing. And that will be the end of part two of Crescent City. And it will end at the end of June, which means we will take a break from Crescent City and we will go into Christmas in July with yes. Aquafast. Aquafast in July, a la Hallmark. <laughs> yes. The special of Aquatar. It's our Akatar Christmas special. We like it. We like it a lot. Um, And then we're going to um, go back to Crescent City and finish that before we start Silver Flames. Yep. Yep. So that should put us doing the rest of Crescent City in like August, September-ish. And by the end of September, we'll be kicking off Silver Flames. And we've got some fun stuff coming for Silver Flames, some new formatting stuff. So that'll be fun. It will be. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Me too. All right. Well, with that, you can uh, tell us all of your thoughts. Who do you think? Who done it? <laughs> who done it? Are you glad that there are explosions? Did you also read the Stephanie Plum novels? Have you also seen the Pelican Brief? Do you watch reruns of Midsummer Murders? We want to know all the things. Uh- <laughs> 
And if you do know, if you have read the book and you know the end, you are welcome to message me, but please don't spoil it for Kelsey. Yes, yes, yes. So give me big spoiler warnings so that I hand the message off to Kim. But you can do that on all of our socials. All of our socials have two A's, like Sarah J. Mass's name. So website at MassiveFansBookClub.com, Facebook at MassiveFansBookClub and Podcast, Twitter at MassivePodcast, Instagram at MassiveFansPodcast, Pictures at MassiveFans, and TikTok at MassiveFansPod. All of them are linked in the show notes. Yes, they are all in the show notes. Absolutely. And with that. Okay, bye.